0: Hi, and welcome back to Coffee and Galakas. I'm your host, Joe. If you're new to this channel, I want to welcome you and let you know that this is a weekly podcast where we sit around the coffee table, drink coffee, discuss mysticism, the supernatural, and what else lies in the beyond. If this is something that interests you, then I hope you stick around and enjoy this week's show. Thank you. All right, so last week we discussed um, shadow people. And like I said, I was going to try to fit in sleep paralysis this week and I made it happen. I was able to move, you know, my topics around. So, um, I just felt like it was going to work great this way. I mean, what can I tell you? Um, there is a lot of research on sleep paralysis in a scientific way. Um, which I think it's great and all, but, um, when it comes to the supernatural part of the paralysis, it is often, um, I don't wanna say it's debunked or um, how, how would you say it? Um, it's often kind of brushed aside, you know, people saying, oh, there's research on it with with science, you know, so therefore whatever you, you're experiencing is just invalid. Um, they really too, from what I've, I've read in, in comments and forums is that you know, when it comes to sleep paralysis, people often feel invalidated because of science, um, which nothing wrong with science. I'm, I'm a big science, you know, lover and all, so I'm, I'm totally for it. But I also feel that you should validate a person's feelings and, you know, let them have that moment where they can say, okay, you know, this is what I experienced and, you know, let them under and, and help them understand that, you know, you you do, um, respect what their experience is. Woke up this morning, um, I mean, not necessarily panicked, but I woke up from from a nightmare. And I know I've mentioned before, I have many different fears, you know, fear of spiders, fear of the dark, fear of mirrors, um, X, Y, and Z, right? So i one of my other fears is a fear of elevators i I don't like to ride in elevators if I need to, I'll do it um but for the most part, if I can avoid going on an elevator i I will try to avoid it just because I don't like feeling confined um i I feel trapped in an elevator. you know there's always a fear of this thing can plummet, and in my dream, it was just that i I was leaving a building I'm not even sure what building I was in. But I was leaving a building and I was leaving from, and it was just two stories. So I don't know why I went in an elevator, but I did. And I walked in and, um, apparently this elevator opened from like the front and from the back, you know? Um, it, it was, it was weird. Like it, it had two openings and I stepped into the elevator and I pressed for the first floor And all of a sudden, like I felt this like rush, like this elevator is going to plummet. So I remember holding on to the sides of the rails on the side of the elevator and I was just like praying, okay, you know, hopefully I can survive this. And then all of a sudden the elevator just stops and the doors don't open and I go into this bigger panic because I'm confined in this elevator. The elevator doors don't open from the back and they open from the front but for some reason in the front, when, you, when they open on this side, they were opening to um, a brick wall. And so I was even more of a panic because in my mind, I'm like, how am I supposed to get out of here? Who's going to help me get out? So I remember reaching for the emergency telephone line and I picked it up and there was a lot of static and all of a sudden I woke up. And when I, I woke, I, you know, felt myself very flushed felt myself, you know, just a little um I guess anxious. Not actually panic, but you know, a little anxious because, you know, it felt so real. And that's the thing with sleep paralysis. Um scientists say the dream you're in feels so real because it's not necessarily a dream, it's a nightmare. It feels so real that people believe that it's they're they're awake when it happens. Um now, thank goodness for me, it really was just a nightmare nothing more than that. But for some people, it's more than just a nightmare. For some people, it's, it's a a weekly occurrence, a nightly occurrence, and it's profoundly scary. So if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis, um, I believe you, when you say that, you know, something's there, like like I've mentioned before, um, when I've been in bed before, I've, I've experienced um, different kinds of things whether it's someone sitting on my bed, my foot being pulled. Um, I've, I've heard, I've had a sensation of hearing someone breathe on my ear. Uh, Many, many times I have been unable to sleep in my own bedroom because of what I have felt and what I've experienced. And so if I've experienced that and I, I, not necessarily what I consider what I've experienced sleep paralysis because I'm able to move. I'm able to get up from the bed. I'm able to turn on the lights right away. I don't feel this crushing feeling on my, on my chest, but, um, you know, for others, it's so scary and it's, it's debilitating. Um, for those who are not aware sleep paralysis is this, um, it's a feeling of being, of being conscious, but being unable to move. So for some people, um, it's a feeling of you're, you're awake, but you're not able to move your body. You're not able to move your legs. You're not able to talk. Um, and like I said, there, there is a lot of like science behind it, which is great. I, I am totally for science behind, um, um, certain, certain studies just because it helps validate feelings for people where they say, Hey, I experienced this and, um, you know, people who are very logical and they need something concrete can say, okay, it was just that. It was just, a, a, a I, I, believe the term is, um, a flip of a switch kind of uh, situation. Um, the way I have it understood it's sleep paralysis occurs when you're in uh, REM sleep, R E M. And that's when you're, it's a rapid eye movement and the rapid eye movement, that's when your brain actually goes into a dream state. Um, you do, uh, it repairs, you know, memories. It, it, it basically what it does from what I have understood with science and my schooling and all of that it's REM works to repair the brain from throughout the day. You know, um, our brains do not necessarily take damage, but they're exhausted from, you know, everything, and they need that moment to just shut down, Um, you know, they, they, it's like, okay, think of it as a computer, your brain is a computer, and your computer, you need to save stuff, so REM works as the save, you know, the auto save, so you're making those memories, you're making those connections, and it's saving it, storing it, it's filing it away in the proper folders and stuff, it's erasing what doesn't need it, you know, excess information that's unnecessary junk mail things like that it's getting rid of it so during that time if your computer crashes during REM you know during its saving process um you're gonna have like to reboot it and you know it, it's a hassle and basically that's what happens with your brain when it's in sleep paralysis your brain is in REM it's saving stuff it's it's fixing correcting things um it's regenerating things and stuff so when it when you wake um, you're basically having like to reboot your body again. You know, you're doing like a, a heart reset, you know, it, it did something, it malfunctioned when it wasn't supposed to. So the way it works is it's a, it's a switch. So when REM turns on, you know, your sleep is supposed to be on too. Okay. So both switches are on, The well, light switches are on. When REM turns off, you're able to wake up. You know, you're still asleep. Some people still, I mean, well, most people still sleep through REM, you know, without REM. Um, That's your light, your, your, your deep sleep, your light sleep, your REM sleep. There's different cycles through our sleep and stuff. So it happens throughout the night. It's not just REM happens at one in the morning and that's it. No, it, if you go to bed at nine, you might have REM with by like 11 PM and then again around three in the morning and maybe once more around, you know, before you wake up around six, you're up by seven, you're good, you're Gucci, you know, good to go. Um, so you're, you cycle throughout the night with your sleep. So when that happens, you know, when REM is on, your sleep button is supposed to stay on or it's, it's, they're both supposed to be switched on. Sometimes the sleep button turns off for whatever reason and REM stays on. And that's when people experience the sleep paralysis. And like I said, it's, it's a state of being when you're awake, um, when you're asleep, when you're supposed to be asleep. Okay. Or for some people that have experienced this when they're trying to fall asleep, you know, it's a, it's a state of paralysis, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's when a person is aware, but they're unable to move or speak. Okay. During an episode when they hallucinate, hear, feel, or see things that are not there, which often results in fear. Now, of course it's going to result in fear because, you know, you're paralyzed. Um, if you've ever been through surgery, it is, um, it's creepy. I had surgery to remove my gallbladder that had ruptured, um, a few years ago. And I've always been afraid of, of, uh, anesthesia and surgery. So, I remember talking to the anesthesiologist before going into surgery and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I said, are you sure I'm going to fall asleep? Are you sure I'm I'm not going to feel anything? He's like, you're not going to feel anything. I said, but are you certain? He's like, I am more than certain. Like, you're not going to feel anything. I said, but I've read that people have woken up during, you know, surgery. And he's like, it happens, but it won't happen to you. You know, but I feel like he couldn't give me that assurance, you know? He's like, so then I, I, I also, I've also read that people, you know, may not wake up from anesthesia because they've had too much of it. So it's just a a different state of like panic for me, you know, um, where I have read where people have been asleep or, you know, sedated enough where they can still feel everything, but you know, they can't move. They can't talk. Right. And that's been my fear. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel everything. And I'm not going to be able to communicate to the people around me that I'm feeling something. So I was panicked and he looks at me, he's like, Do you want me to give you something to help you relax? I said, Yes. Yes, please do. So he gives me an injection, um, to help me relax. And that's before the anesthesia. And um I remember going into the operating room and I look around and it's this white room, like everything just looks white and clean and pristine and stuff, and I see this big lamp right over me and all of a sudden I was out. I don't remember anything else. I remember waking up, um, in, in, uh, the recovery room. And I remember telling the nurse, I need to get up to go pee. And she's like, no, 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 you're, you're good. You have a, uh, uh, you, you just had a catheter and you're good. I'm like, no, I really need to get up to go pee. And she's like, no, you can't move. Um, and she could, she, they didn't want me to move because I mean, I had just had surgery. Um, and she's like, I'll bring you a bedpan. And she brings me a bedpan and she was like oh my god you did have to go and i was like i told you so and i remember knocking back out then i remember waking up again and i was in the elevator and there was a man in the elevator and so was my my uh my my nurse or orderly i'm not sure who was taking me to the room back to my to my hospital room and i'm returning to the side i'm like hey i just had surgery and the man just looks to me he's like oh good good for you and they wheeled me to my room and um I was alone. I, my, my mom had something to do with that moment and she couldn't be there. But I remember her, when I woke up, my mom comes back and she's there and I'm like, Hey mom. And then I remember my friend, um, one of my closest friends, uh, Tanya walking in with her sister, Laura and love them both L- like amazing, you know, people. And I remember seeing them and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I just had surgery. And I'm like, yeah, we, we know that's what we came to see you, you know, And afterwards I was like, okay, you know what? that wasn't so bad. I didn't feel anything. And then I felt everything, you know, like, I guess once really the anesthesia left my body. Um, cause I, I honestly, I was in and out. I really was in and out from, you know, like sleep and stuff. And I know a part of me was fighting to stay awake because I didn't want to stay asleep forever. And I wanted to make sure that I was okay, that the people around me were around me and stuff. And Second so fighting eventually when all that medication wore off, like man, I felt everything and I was like, Oh man, what a difference. You know, so it I I have read that, you know, people have experienced that, you know, see paralysis of sorts in, in surgery. So who's not to say you can't feel it when going to bed, right? Um, and people have felt it where they're just unable to move, they can't speak, and they start feeling things, and it's scary. It's so scary. Um, often this, this sleep paralysis is associated with narcolepsy. Um, most people who, who, um, are healthy don't necessarily experience it. Um, but I mean, not everyone who, who has sleep paralysis or has had sleep paralysis, um, has narcolepsy. You know, there are healthy people who have experienced it and, you know, you wonder why. And, and isn't necessarily sleep paralysis. I, I read a forum, um, someone was saying that this man kept being diagnosed with sleep paralysis by doctors. And he's like, it's not, he's like, my girlfriend has, has seen me experience these things, you know, where it's like, I'm unable to move and I'm, and there's something on me and you can see like, you know, it's just a sensation. And, um, I believe he ended up going to, uh, a priest for like an exorcism of sorts, uh, um, maybe for some kind of, um, blessing, and even the priest was like, yes, it's true, I, I was there, you know, I, I saw it happen, and, you know, it's, it's quite real, you know, what he experienced, it wasn't necessarily, you know, paralysis, but something was after him, you know, N- not necessarily, and he said, you know, this, I believe the priest said that it wasn't necessarily something that was evil, but something was following him, so, go figure, you know, things like that do happen, right, um, several types of hallucinations that people have had while they're asleep, um, are, uh, the belief that there's an intruder in the room, the presence of an incubus, and the sensation of floating, um, I don't know if you've ever experienced, I mean, I'm more than certain you have, um, it, that feeling of, you know, you're asleep, and also you just, like, fall, um, what's the term for it? I'll look it up real quick. It's called the hypnic jerk or the myoclonic jerk. It's, it's, it's supposed to be, um, you know, a way for, for, you know, your, your, uh, body to enter different stages. And when you're exiting the stages, it's supposed to go smoothly. And there's ones where it doesn't like necessarily... Go as smoothly, and therefore you you do uh, feel that jerking sensation, that feeling like you're gonna fall. Um, most of the time, babies feel it when they're asleep, and you you sense it. Um, I know that I I read a, re- a, a not even read it. I believe there was a video on it where they were showing a baby and who's asleep, and um, it's a feeling of falling. And I believe if you touch the bottom of their foot when they're when they're babies, their foot just like jerks back. And it's a feeling of insecurity and you know you you they pull it back and that's how you feel that way. So if you felt that, I mean, you've had a sort of feeling of 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 sleep paralysis of sorts, you know. Um people have felt like they're floating and um in your logical hypothesis for that is that in sleep paralysis, the mechanisms which usually coordinate body movement and provide information on body position become activate and because there is no actual movement, um, it induces a floating sensation. Um, the intruder and incubus hallucinations highly correlate with one another and moderately correlate with the third hallucination. Um, they're also known as out of body experiences, which differ from, you know, um, the threat activated vigilance system. So how I view it, um, I believe, Yeah. It it is very possible that, um, you know, you experience something that cannot be explained just by pure science and that if you wake up and you know you're awake and you see something in your room, um, or anywhere, you know, for that matter, um, it's quite possible that, you know, what you experienced was supernatural. In folklore, um, there is a, a story of what's called the night hag. It is a uh, creature in, in, in cultures from around the world um, that explains the, the phenomenon of state paralysis. It's a common description that a person feels a presence or supernatural move, male, malevolent being in which it immobilizes the person. Um, like if they're standing on their chest. And, and that's a feeling that people have often said, that they feel this person sits on their chest and they're unable to talk or breathe. And that, you know, this person is just staring down at them and people are able to describe what is staring at them, which is why I say it correlates with um, um, shadow people because people have have set that sensation where they're in bed and they're sleeping and they can't move and they see these shadows, they see uh, a shadow person coming at them, they feel someone coming towards them, choking them. And that's kind of what the process does too. You know, you feel the sensation that something is attacking you. And this has gone back for centuries through literature and through art you know it's it's not just something that's you know a recent kind of uh, um discovery it's something that's been felt for years you know um the cultural significance of this is that although the, co- the core features of the C- paralysis um which is the the you know the whole hallucinations and stuff appear to be universal um there are ways in which they are experienced. They they the way you experience it, um, changes from place and, and culture. Um, people have since have had the sensation of ghosts, um, alien visits, demonic possession, um, alien abductions. You know the night hack shadow people. You know all those correlate with sleep paralysis. And depending on where you're at, you know that's kind of what what, what people have experienced. Um culture, it is said that it changes, you know, why people experience sleep paralysis. Um, in in the United States, it is often said that people who have experienced alien abductions at night only experience sleep paralysis. I don't know how true that is, though. I mean, I'm pretty sure aliens are real. And I mean, why would someone dream about being probed? Just, you know. Like I said, in, in, uh, um, in Italy, there, there's re- regions of it where people have experienced, um, what is called the pan- pan- da fece attacked upon the fece usually refers to an evil witch, which is kind of like a hag. Um, sometimes a ghost-like spirit or terrifying creature-like, uh, or creature that, that mounts on the chest like a cat, um, of the victims and tries to harm them by sucking up their soul. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, if that's true, that is super scary. I mean, I have said, I'm afraid of a spider going into my mouth. I would be afraid of a creature sitting on my chest and trying to suck my, my soul out. Which reminds me of that of that movie from um, uh, Stephen King, Sleepwalkers. Magnificent. If you haven't seen it, Magnificent. Um, you know, they would suck your soul out to stay young. Um, great movie. If you haven't seen it, really, go go out and watch it. It's not a bad thing to watch. And he found in Sleep Paralysis, which referred to as the old hag, and victims of a hagging are said to be hag ridden. Um, now, from different forums I've read, when they people have woken up to that, they say that the you know they they've had to pray. Um, some people have said that they've uh, thrown holy water. Um, some have even said they've cursed the demon that comes at them. Um, now, which reminds me of like what my grandpa my grandpa my great grandpa used to say about la, la lechuza, that when you see the lechuza, you curse at it and you tell it to come back for salt, you know. Now, whether that's true or not, what's going on, um, I mean, there's various ways that people cope with it um, because it's it's something that people do feel. Um, in, in 2015, there was a documentary called The Nightmare. Um, it discusses the causes of sleep paralysis as seen through extensive interviews with participants and the experiences are reenacted by professional actors. Um, it proposes that such cultural phenomena as alien abduction, the near-death experience, and shadow people can, in many cases, be attributed to sleep paralysis. The real-life horror film sh- uh, debuted at the Sundance Film Festival on January 26, 2015 and premiered in theaters in June 5, 2015. I never heard of it. I don't know how I'd never heard of it, but I never did. Um, how I, I mean... When, when I first heard of sleep paralysis, um, it wasn't any time recently. It, I know I was, uh, maybe my, in my early twenties, I remember reading, a like a forum from a, from a radio show and they were discussing sleep paralysis and I was curious about it and they said, Oh, follow, go to our, our link and you, you can click on it and you can find more information. So I did because I, I really wanted to, um, you know, see what it was about. So I remember going on there and I was reading, um, the different comments that people had left and saying that, Hey, I experienced this and, and it was scary. And, um, this is what, what I, what I had, you know, I remember seeing a woman sitting on my chest and she had scraggly hair and, you know, she was just breathing on me and, you know, um, I kept trying to push her and my arms wouldn't move and she was holding down my arms. And then someone else was like, I remember, things holding my arms down and I was trying to push them off and nothing would happen and um, someone was saying that they had their dog in their bed with them and when they woke up and they were trying to move, they they couldn't and their dog reacted and their dog was um, barking, growling at whatever was in the room and eventually that uh, that growl um, you know, like when the dog tried to attack what, what the, the creature the person woke up and, you know, they, they, uh, were able to move at that point. So I, I think about it and I'm like, okay, well, you know, dogs are very attuned to, to things. Um, I know my dogs see stuff in the house all the time that are you know, more than just a bug. It's like they see something and when they do, they act a certain way. So who's not to say that a dog can sense something that's in the room when well, maybe no one else can sense it. Right. But they sense that you're in danger. Um, and they try to defend you because dogs are pretty little that way, where I feel like a cat would be like, girl, I see you struggling, but I'm going to mind my own business and just, you know, ignore you. Um, maybe you need a dog too. If you're a cat person and maybe you need a dog to help you during sleep paralysis. If you're a cat person, um, you know, that's great. But yeah, consider getting a dog for, for these kinds of emergencies. Yeah. So I remember reading that, that one and the person said that the the dog woke up, the dog lunged at that moment, the, the creature got off of them and then they were able to like, they jolted up. Um, that was the term they used. They jolted up and the dog was just growling at like their, the corner of the room for the rest of the night. And, um, and, and I thought, well, wow, you know, it, it, it's possible, you know, it's not, everything's just science and things are supernatural, which sounds ridiculous sometimes because I, I, I mean, I can hear it. Like if you're someone who is, uh, um, educated, you're thinking, oh, come on, if it's explained by science, just leave it at that. And for the most part, yeah, but some things are a little supernatural. So what do you think? How, what have you heard of sleep paralysis? Have you ever, have you ever experienced it? um, you know, if you have experienced it, what did you experience? I mean, I'm, I'm curious to know. I'm I'm really, I'm curious to find out. Um, if you want to share your story, go ahead and email me at galakaspod at gmail.com. Um, go to galakaspod.com and we have a link to our email there as well to all our social media. I want to thank all our followers who listen to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube. Really appreciate it. Y'all make a difference. Um, So yeah, that was this week, Sleep Paralysis. Let me know what you think. Comment and like down below. Like and subscribe. And let me know. Um, Just remember, you know, follow us on Instagram so you can stay tuned to all our latest information. And remember, life begins... After coffee, have a good weekend.